Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Family Jewels. A podcast about family drama, family trauma, and everything else you got from your mama. Family Jewels. When you're here... Your family. Cease and desist from Olive Garden pending. Charlie Dinkin. Olga Kahn. My chosen family. My my friend sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your behavior, both in public and in private. Um, it's lovely to see you here today. We decided we would podcast together. <laughs> the most intimate relationship two friends can have. That has got to be the closest. I would never podcast with anyone I was in a relationship with. God, no. Absolutely not. Surely not. But I do think, yeah, now um, podcasting definitely obviously started as a way for uh, men to give themselves permission to talk about their feelings with each other. (laughs) And good on them. Good on them, too. They have to do it somewhere. They must. Because I certainly don't want to listen to it at home. Um, (laughs) And it's a way for them to practice sort of like um, friendships that women have just in real life. Yeah, yeah. And friendship with more than one person who isn't just your cousin. Yes. Yeah. Are you friends with your cousin? Hmm. (laughs) that's for another episode Um, Charlie would you like to tell our listeners how we met I don't remember do you not I don't really remember do you remember I vaguely okay so we did the same class at I do remember in the basement of Soho Theatre I believe yes we did Um, and I I remember that you were a figure that was there for longer than me so you were sort of like revered and you were a little bit also like checked out because you're like I've done this before I think by that point I did also have a boyfriend who was a comedian (laughs) Which, as we know, well, is it's the, why we did the class. The only reason for being there in the first place. <laughs> you got, you got your promise. You got your boyfriend from the brochure, uh, or your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah date a narcissist or your money back. That's the slogan. We were of the in class. that class. You did a show. You did a really good bit of material that was you and then two men whose names I don't remember, but they were also there. The three of you were doing it, Thank something you so much. together. And that turned out to be the show Me, Me, Me that we took to the 2016 Edinburgh Festival wow. Fringe. Uh, 2016? 2016. The year I was doing a, 
a little show called Charlie Dinkin Child Star. I remember that. I remember the poster for that. Yeah, that I wrote one day before going to Edinburgh because that's what I thought people did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only the only correct way to do to do yeah. it. So then I heard through the grapevine. I don't think I ever had the courage to actually speak to you because really? I, yeah, no, I thought you were so intimidating. Aww. Yeah, you were like thank you, were you like for a saying grudge. that. <laughs> Finally, what well, we all knew. And so through the grapevine, I heard that you did like did directing and then you did that like incredible short for the roundhouse thank you um, thank you which is coalition fangirls yeah it's aged very badly i think maybe actually at the time i was like it would be very satirical if some young women fancied politicians and now i could not imagine anything worse i think it just it's a testament to your power you imagined it and then it happened i will say they screened that year on year they would like do a screening every year at the end of the program and i don't think anyone else ever did a comedy one so they would screen that one again and the first year people were like hysterically laughing but by the third year everyone was like no. Like, or did they think it was like a documentary? Everyone in the room just hated it. They were like, there's just no world where you're allowed to like a like fancy a politician even ironically anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the way that I feel about that Matt Hancock leaked video of him <sighs> kissing is... But you, do, you think that's hot? I don't... I think Matt Hancock is a terrible person. I think the video is hot. Just like a kiss hot. in the workplace? I think the video is hot. I think the video is hot. Cancel me. Cancel me. No, but I think... I think it's also... Uh, there is a strategy to releasing it because it humanizes him. Because it's like, ah, he couldn't have But how many himself. times did you watch it? Look, this that is not what the podcast <laughs> this is This is terrible. About. We can't yeah. get into this. But we will be getting into some other secrets. <laughs> many secrets. Did you see? That was a good segue, wasn't uh, it? Charlie <laughs> <laughs> has a pre-written uh, number of segues to, to stop me from, from talking about fancying Tories. I yeah, do yeah, not yeah. fancy Tories. I do not fancy Matt Hancock. I think the video is hot. I think if you're denying it, you're in denial. And who's also in denial is... <laughs> Other people in our families who think that we're not going to podcast about them. <laughs> so the year is 2017. I am developing my first ever show. Um, but developing is a big word. I am planning to maybe write it. And I do. And I'm like, I really want a director. And I hear these amazing things from Char about this Charlie Dinkin person. No, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, she I, didn't hear amazing things No, no, I take me. this back. I asked you to direct a video that I wanted to do. And you were like, maybe. And then I kept messaging in you. And you just ignored me altogether. <laughs> so I did the Look, video alone. I was busy alone. with my boyfriend. <laughs> I cannot emphasize that enough. I had like, a comedian boyfriend. <laughs> this is true. This is true. As a, as a survivor <laughs> <laughs> I understand how all-consuming that can <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I did the video myself. It was called Olga Cog Has Her Cake, which is I made my ex-boyfriend out of cake and it I It was ate great. Him. I enjoyed it. You know what? It was a good video. Could it have used some direction? <laughs> we'll never know. And so then I, I just abandoned the, the thought of working you, with you all together because I was like, this chick doesn't want anything to do with me. Aww. And then I started writing my first show. And I was like, okay, you know what? You know what? Last chance. Last chance from me. And I'm like, do you want to come see my work in progress? And I'd broken up with my boyfriend. Yes! <laughs> so I had some time. Yes, I had yes, some time. Yes, yes, yes. I had some time. But the thing I really liked about that show, which people can go and find and listen to on Radio 4, is that it was all about your... Family. family. Another segue. Very interesting family history. And I also am obsessed with family histories and gossiping about ancestors. And I would say the the true joy of talking about your family is that um many of them don't speak English. So <laughs> we can truly we can, can really say anything we want about them all <laughs> the time. And it's really interesting because I think our friendship started as work. 
And then you were just a colleague that knew more about me than anyone in the world. Yeah, it is quite a weird relationship, isn't it? To like listen to everyone's deep secrets. Yeah. And then be like, don't say this in front of anyone. <laughs> that is my main job. Your job's like, that, that's too much information. Keep that to yourself. We've tried it with the Matt Hancock thing, but she simply will not <laughs> stop. Save it for the podcast, you said, five yeah. years ago. And now and here I've we started are. the podcast. And here we are. So I know a lot about your family, but I was thinking today that uh, the one person in your family I don't really know anything about, and this is going to sound weird, but like is your grandpa. We didn't really touch on him because we we did we told a very matriarchal story in some ways. We have. Um, no one... I would I wouldn't say that I've ever started a conversation with anyone by saying I've never never really heard anything about your grandpa. Do you know what? There's no natural way to bring up someone's grandpa. <laughs> Tell me about your dad. How dad. old is he and how much is he worth? You know what I mean? That <laughs> seems like the only way. What's your who was the so oldest cancer person? Or dementia? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the cancer, cancer? Who was the oldest living person in your family you ever knew? That question was badly phrased, but you know what I mean. I think. What was the biggest age gap that existed between you and another person in your family that you recall? Was that a grandparent? This is this is somehow to do with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> so I think um, now that you say that, that's not true. This guy's the oldest, and he's still alive. Who's that? That's my mom's dad. Oh, he's just living in our house. Grandpa's though. <laughs> Grandpa's in general the oldest. He's in not your house, your parents' house. Yeah. No, he's not. It's like he's here. He's in Shoreditch. How old is he now? He's in his 80s. Wow. He's just chilling. He is just truly chilling. Like his whole, his his job is pool. Do you know his job yeah, is yeah, beach? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And, but your other grandpa was younger than him. Yes. Okay, so I do think that, uh, he's dead. He's dead now. Cool, good. Um, Not good, obviously, but. Open casket, the vibe's <laughs> immaculate. I will say. <laughs> it's not the a menu funeral. every dietary restriction caters <laughs> you're to. staring into the glassy eyes of someone you used to know directly you love to see it and being encouraged to kiss him how many dead people have you kissed i've, kissed I've two. not seen a dead person are you serious in real life my um great aunt died kissed her dead body cold as hell yeah i love remember her. my mom saying she went to my great aunt's funeral about 10 years ago and she kissed her in her coffin yeah. and she was like it's the weirdest thing i've ever done it's weird because it's really they're really cold yeah, crazy. Yeah, but I guess it's it would better. be weirder you if they to, were warm. We, it, you are meant to be around someone when they die because then you are, can come to terms with death. It's like supposedly weirder if you never see them. Interesting. Yeah, because you could like sort of feed yourself yeah. a fantasy that you're just not seeing them right now. Yeah. So you want to, your other grandpa. Yes. This guy, he's, we got time on him. We're we going to learn some new information about learn, him. Yeah. We don't want to shit the bed too early. Right. Other grandpa. He did. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I told you, it's, it's, he's just chilling. His job was peace. He's allowed. If you can't poop yourself in your 80s, I don't know when you can. We're all creating the perfect conditions to allow ourselves to do yeah. that in our 80s. Yeah. Do you remember that poem that was like, when I get old, I'll wear red hats? No, I don't. What's it? What is that poem? There's, there was this poem that you used to something too, and it was like, "When I'm old, I'll wear red and a big hat." I mean, this is so such a butchering, and it's like, and I'll do whatever I want. I'll be noisy in the shop, and I'll I'll drive badly. And it was about how like when you're old, you don't care. I think the subtext is because no one cares about you, but maybe not. It was like joyful. It was like, when I'm old, I'm just going to be like a wacky old lady and no one can stop me. But I love that the limit of the imagination is a red hat. I'm going to wear a big red hat. <laughs> yeah. Not like my grandma. My grandma was like, when I'm old, I'm going to be literally legally blind and still driving my car until someone <laughs> comes to my house and takes it away. 
That is a sleigh, ladies and gentlemen. That is a sleigh. One time, my, we had my mum and I had lunch with her in a pub. This was like even ten years ago, and uh, my mum and I went to pull out of the pub in our car, and she'd already left. And then she came past in front of us wearing these huge sunglasses. She just like couldn't see a thing, and she like nearly cut us off on the road. And then we were like, we got to take that woman's car away. We got to trap that lady in her home. <laughs> Parentheses, good reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the reason I want to talk about my uh, my paternal grandfather is because I think he's like he lived essentially his life was like a movie, um, and that's like a, a part of history that I never feel gets talked about. Um, not you know maybe because it's not as important as the things the other things that were happening in the 1940s. But his... yeah, but we love it through it through a human lens. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We love. He was there. He was being there. A personification of a story. Yeah. Or he was somewhere else from the main event. Let me paint you a picture. Tell me. Okay. So I like any good story by yours truly, Olga Koch. It starts with Catherine the Great. Okay. <laughs> we must every time, every time back to Catherine the Great. Okay. Elle Fanning has me on retainer. What were you doing this weekend? Let me tell you. It starts with Catherine the Great. It always does. Girl boss extraordinaire, yeah. um, the original Elizabeth Holmes. Um, uh, Catherine the Great was famously German, married into a Russian czar for, like, networking reasons. As um, And what were your options back then? Exactly. Sounds like a good choice. Um, czar out of the picture. She becomes Zarina. Empress. I yeah, believe, I right? yeah, yeah. And then because she's German, um, she's like, "I got your back, Germany. I got your back, Netherlands. You're my boys." Yeah. And so she's like, "Y'all don't have enough farmland back in Germany. Let me give you some farmland here in Russia, because you know what we have in Russia? Land. We got truly an asset. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the one thing we do have. So then." She got all these people from Germany to come over to Russia and just set up villages and and they just farmed. Um, and so in the south of Russia, now called Jaginka, back then had a German name, was one of those German villages. And mm. so they are so German that they spoke German. They had Protestant churches. They had um, they like everything was German. They were they had German names. They were completely isolated from Russia. They were just. And they were just allowed to get on with it. Yeah. And they were, that's called an ethnic enclave, as we've... As we know. Well, as we know. Our listeners might not know, but they know now. Yes. It's called... The Disneyland of 1800s? 1800s, 90s, 80s Russia. I'm going to say 1800s. Yeah. I like the, the term 1800s because <laughs> there's, there's a lot. It's a whole century. It's true. It could be any time. It could be any time. <laughs> so you're technically correct, um, even though you don't know. So that's where my, my, my granddad's ancestors are living. Yes. Okay. So he was born and raised in Russia, but he's raised in an ethnic enclave that's German. He has a German name. His name is Reingold Koch. Uh, that's a Could German name. Could not be more German if he tried. Koch, most common last name in Germany, means cook. So it's as common as cook. Rheingold means um, gold of the Rhine, which is like a, a Wagner opera. But also, Rheingold's not a name. Every person that I've met from Germany is like, no one would name their kid that. It's like... It's like calling your your daughter like Rainbow. Do you know what I mean? Oh my god! Did he go by Rheingold or did he go by like Reine? We called him Radik, which is why was that? I feel like Radik Cock. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! This is the first time. Why were you doing your grandpa like that? What? Poor guy. This motherfucker was like my last name's Dick, my first name's Dick also. Please, it's someone write this dick. It's a power move. Please. How much more clear can I be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
His name is Ride Dick. <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> Ride Dick Cock, your ancestor. This is too much. So Ryan Dickcock, yep. I can't. I so, simply cannot. He grows I mean, up- I can't believe it, but I'm amazed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, because Ran- uh, Ringold is such a, like, completely unnatural yeah, yeah, combination of sounds to say in Russian that you, th- I think it's like a russification to the point of, like, oh. we kind of recognize one letter. Can we just... <laughs> Can we just sort of approximate? I love. Why not? Um, and so he, like, he, his dad had a wife. The wife died, and then he married the nanny. Iconic. And then so my grandpa is the nanny's son. Uh, are there other kids who are the... Three, three, like, I think his his dad had eight kids, three of which were from the nanny. <sighs> These men. They were doing so much parenting back then. <laughs> They couldn't stop it. We love to see it. They they just enjoyed all this time with their children so deeply. <laughs> they were investing so many hours into giving each one the individualized attention. Oh God, because you know that the, the old cum is not, isn't as good. Like, <laughs> wait, isn't isn't Al Pacino on like the the top list of the oldest fathers in the world? What happened there? Because he is ha- he they were announced that he was having a baby with that really young. Yeah, he's woman, in his eighties, and now they're broken up. No, that's what I read. Charlie, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, so she just wanted to have a baby with him. So you think she left him? You don't I think don't he know. was like, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. Look, we're not celebrity <laughs> gossiping here. We're family gossiping. I okay. can't not get into Al Pacino okay. too hard, but yeah. I mean, it clearly you keep still saying works. This. You always say this. <laughs> I told you, remind me every time I start talking about Pacino. I I'll get into it. Not again. No, Matt Hancock, no Al Pacino. Don't make me tap the sign. Okay, so, so my my granddad is the 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 essentially a product of an extramarital affair that conveniently turned into a marriage because of the first wife's death. Yes, story's oldest. Convenient time. indeed. So, do you um, think funny business, or she just died from old? Time? I think she just died. Also, I think she had five kids. Oh. It was a, at Can some point you just please. tap out. Oh. Because he kept, clearly kept wanting to do it. Ugh. And she's like, you know what? Ugh. I'm out. Oh, yeah. She, I'd rather this die. This young girl? I'd rather die than yeah. bang this old guy one more time. <laughs> you said not again, Al Pacino. You said we can't talk about Al Pacino. <laughs> you keep saying things like that. So then he, um, so he's closest with the three uh, that are the youngest. But like, I think essentially the age difference is such that my, my I think my, pretty sure my grandpa was the baby mm-hmm. and his age difference with his oldest step sibling is like half sibling is like he could be his son wild wild but also not unheard of yes um so they're just living happy family german G- germany 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 were germans but they've all never been to germany they, they, they it's amazing it's like they're living in this ethnic enclave of pretend germany they're living in an epcot germany yeah world war ii starts well, you, yeah, dramatic. Go on. Yeah. Stalin's like, yo, these Germans, this ain't right. They're like, yo, we're fighting for you in the war. Yeah. And he's like, nah, your names are German. You're talking German. You got German churches. This ain't right. So they like pillage these towns. They take the people out. Anyone who's of army age or working age gets sent to labor camps. And anyone who's too old or too young gets sent to the middle of Kazakhstan. So they're like piled into train cars where there's like no bathrooms, no food, no anything. And they're just like transported across from the south of Russia to Kazakhstan into the middle of nowhere. So because my brother's a baby, 
he's he and his parents get chipped off. Yeah. The his siblings who are of army age go to the labor camps. And one of his uh, one of my I guess a great uncles met his wife at a labor camp. Cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love flourishes everywhere. Labor labor camp. A little cute. co-ed labor camp. Yeah, I think they were both of German ethnicity and they were like cute, 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 cute. So, um also like a, I guess a waste of a waste of um potential soldiers by just sending them away just because they have German names, but we're not going to get into it. Yeah. So they're like, he's piled into the train car, left the, the only place that he's known home. His mom doesn't speak Russian. Like they are fucked. Wow. So they are in Kazakhstan. Scary. So yeah, scary. Absolutely terrifying. So they get sent, shipped over to Kazakhstan and like left, I kid you not, in the middle of a field, a field. And they're like, fuck do we do we don't we don't speak kazakh we don't speak russian we don't have a house we don't have running water we don't have about like, literally nothing and so all of these germans sort of create this like community in kazakhstan where they're like building they live in like oh my god like, a yurt they essentially live in a yurt wow. for, for for a year in like in the 1940s but, like doing german stuff enclaving okay. <laughs> no, they're no. like frankfurt is in a year <laughs> you know what i mean it's october 1st <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, bad. Yeah. It sounds very scary. Um, absolutely <laughs> terrifying. So then, like over time, they integrate into uh, Kazakh society. They're like, there's, there's loads of them there because they all got sent there. And so my dad was born in Kazakhstan. My, uh, my aunt was born in Kazakhstan. My grandmother, my grandpa's wife, is from Kazakhstan. Yeah. So they're like, they're in Kazakhstan because if they know anything, yeah. is is how to live in a place that's not home, right? Your grandmother, who your grandpa, yes, met. Yes. Was G- German living in Kazakhstan, like German Russian Kazakhstan, no, or no, no, she no. was just Kazakh? She was ju- she was Russian ethnic, ethnically Russian living in Kazakhstan. Huh. Um, and so, fun story. So he lives in this he lives in this yurt for like some years of his youth. Yeah. Then he gets out of the yurt and like starts assimilating into uh, Kazakh society, but it's all very like Russian Soviet. Yeah. Um. So people are obviously being dicks to him because his name is Rheingold Koch. He yeah. refuses to change it. He's like wearing it like bad boy vibes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm Rheingold Koch, whatever. And it's like Nazi. He's like, I've never been to Germany. Um, but he's still like uh, insists on being Rheingold Koch. He never joins the, he's never allowed into the Communist Party because his name is Rheingold Koch. That is crazy. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah cause yeah. they're like, no, 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 no. This is not tight. This is not cool. Um, he meets my grandmother. And my grandmother has a boyfriend at the time. And then she's like, you know what? I really like this Rheingold Koch guy. Again, because my grandmother is a fucking attention seeker. Yeah, because she... some subliminal messaging <laughs> is happening. She's like, I'm looking for some dick <laughs> You mean You mean to say your name is Ride Dick Koch. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And so, basically, she chooses uh, Ride Dick Koch over her uh, current boyfriend. I think literally she, to this day, is like, because uh, it was like exotic and cool and dangerous to be like, yeah, yeah I'm dating a German. Fuck you. Yeah. And so... Uh, the her boyfriend gets so upset he cuts her face with a knife. Terrifying, <gasps> absolutely terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But she loves telling the story. Of course she does. Of course <laughs> right. she does. If you can't get a story out of it, <laughs> the most traumatic thing you could ever think of, then who are you? Then she brings Ride Dick to her parents to introduce him. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And this is the family story. I choose to believe it. I don't give a shit if it's not true. Her dad gets an axe and start chasing <gasps> chasing my grandpa saying I killed you I killed you guys in World War II how are you on my doorstep okay. iconic boss move boss Icon- move boss iconic move, boss iconic move. like he was a cockroach do you know what wow. I mean just being like Rah! yeah he's like absolutely did I not just come back from war shooting you motherfuckers and my daughter is bringing one of you to my doorstep wow Insane. Absolutely insane vibes. But also, I think my grandmother's living for it. She's like, drama, drama, drama. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, right. people killing each other, people trying to cut each Did other. Did your grandmother have any siblings? Yes. She was one of uh, four sisters. Gan- oh. Gala, Nina, Zina, Zoya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had the cool boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Every sister to dreams of bringing home the boyfriend who dad chases with an axe. Uh-huh. Come it's on. It's like little women. So yeah, she's living for it. Everybody's living for it. They end up living together. I mean, obviously they end up living together. You end up getting married and having two kids, moving away from from Kazakhstan to Russia. But then years, decades later, we all went. I think after my granddad died, it was like a sort of commemorative trip. We went back to Kazakhstan to go find the field in which he lived in the year. And so there's like a village of locals next to the field with the yurt. And this is the most iconic thing that's ever happened is we're in this in this field. My grandma's like quite like sad and she's like pensive, I guess. And then the, oh, one of the locals comes down and he's really old. And she's like, do you remember this family? Do you remember this guy? His name was Ryan Gold. You could have called him Radik. Radika. I watched this hot happen. The old man was like, I'm really sorry. Um, I don't. And then I see my dad slip him. <gasps> My grandma doesn't think she's so sad. And he goes, you know what? No, I do. I do. What was his name again? And she's like, because I was blinded by grief. (laughs) But now I recall my very best friend. (laughs) What more would you like to know on a sliding scale of payment? Anyway, good for him for playing along. I think take the money, say the thing, you know? He, he he understood the brief. Yeah, because it's like, at the end of the day, like, I don't know if the axe chasing happened, but if it becomes family lore and it's a good story, I guess it'll have all, it. It might as well have. Have it. And was she happy? Yeah, she was She was ecstatic. She, to this day, talks about how we met a guy who remembered. Oh, and he was like 35 years old. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, he just had a rough it. night. <laughs> Limping away. You <laughs> did <laughs> texting while she's talking <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> that's amazing a big part of my family story is um f- fleeing fleeing russia fleeing russia from a pogrom is this is, is this your, your my dad's, dad's side dad. your dad's the dad. jews yeah so also living in fitter on the roof okay 
I don't even say that lightly. That literally is the only cultural understanding I have. <laughs> I learned about that from Fiddler on the Roof and I never looked up anything else. It's like, I know about pogroms from Fiddler on the Roof. That's beautiful. Yeah. And my dad was like, feels accurate. No well, one ever as, corrected me. As much singing, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's like, sure. They were, look, they're a musical people. They do sing a lot. So they were, they left, they fled Where in Russia. Russia are they? I have no idea where okay. they were, but we think somewhere more like towards Latvia or Lithuania, okay. somewhere around there. Okay. But on my, I found, and I think I showed you when we were working on your show, that my dad found a um, birth certificate, I think for my grandpa, but listed his parents' place of birth as Russia. Okay. On it, but we don't really know anything else about it because when, when the Jews leave in a hurry, there's not a lot of recorded history to find out exactly from whence they came. So this is your grandpa? Or this, this is, his is my parents. great, his parents, Ruben okay. and Rebecca. Love. They came to the UK, actually, I think just to the East End of London. Immediately from Russia to East End. Who even knows? Do you okay. know a very famous story that a lot of families have? And it's like unclear if it's like our story, but it's like an interesting story that exists is that lots of people from Russia were trying to go to America. And then at some point the boat would stop at a port and people would kind of, trick them into thinking it was America. Oh, like I a version this. I heard was that they would hold up like a, like a, it can't be cardboard. But you know, this like is maybe... how I ended up here, right? As well. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you came. They told so me it was New York City. They were like, <laughs> get off here, it's NYC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well you literally did because you, yeah. you were in an American school in Spain. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Did you, did you know it was not America when you, yes, straight away. I was 14. No, but like day one you were like, what was your question about how American it was? You were, did you consider your school to be Little America? You were like, we're doing. Yeah, America. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like Hershey chocolate in the in the tuck shop. Yeah, and you were like, I'll visit the UK sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like there was like a weird smugness to the fact that it's like we're having hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obsessed with an American school. We'll get into that we'll another into time. That. Okay, so what are their what are their names? So Reuben and Rebecca came here, and then they had four children. Two of whom I can't remember, but one was called Anne, and every woman in my family was like obsessed with how nice Anne was. And then, honestly, sounds like a bitch. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like the rest of them were rotters, so she might have just been the only girl one. <laughs> what were their? What was their last name? Dinkin. They're the okay. Dinkins. So did they change Dinkin, or it was? Yeah, we don't. Dinkin probably not Dinkin. Maybe not Dinkin. Maybe there's like a Hebrewish translation okay. of it, but like super unclear what it could have been. Do you know what age they were when they moved to the East End? I don't know Reuben and Rebecca. I think they were quite young. But Reuben fought for England, the UK, in yeah. the First World War, was mm -hmm. in the army. So he must have been of fighting age then. My grandpa was born in 1910. I had a really old okay. grandpa. My grandpa would be 113 years old now. He was in his 50s when he had my dad. Oh, wow. So Pacino-coded. Pacino-coded. Yeah, yeah. Your honor, was. that's Pacino-coded. It was Pacino-coded. And I am obsessed with it. He, so he was like a really old man I knew when I was a child. Like I knew like a 90-something-year-old oh, man. man. He died when he was 96. I knew a really old man. And we were buddies. But uh, he, Reuben, his dad, um, in World War II, they came and knocked on the door and they put him in an internment camp for being Russian in the UK for three days because they thought that he... What? Yeah. But was, Russia was, was on, on your side. Look, I don't understand this. But he did. He was taken away and then he was brought back. Reuben and Rebecca, four kids, Chaim and Dinkin. I love that. Yeah. Hyman and Ryan Dick. You don't meet, you don't meet many Hymans. 
<laughs> Not if you hang out with me. <laughs> Hyman Dinkin. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, living his whole life with that name. Living his whole uh, life with it. It means something very beautiful in Hebrew, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Jaime Dinkin. Ride dick just means ride dick. Um, okay. <laughs> so I, uh, Jaime Dinkin lives... Hymen lived, just means that, like, a sort, sort of like purity, innocence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like it's like life, isn't it? Chai. I guess it's like whatever. Okay. Yeah. People like to bang. No, That's, I love that it. That ties in. I love it. People do like to bang. I feel like Jaime was getting some. But uh, he certainly was getting some with my grandmother during, um, wait, I'm rolling it back. My family were carpenters, Dinkin and Sons in the East End, Ruben a carpenter, Jaime also a carpenter. Jaime at some point, a little bit of an innovator. Um, he used to deliver all the things that they made on a wheelbarrow. He would like literally push it around London, they would make a thing and he would push it to people. Fun. At some point he got hold of a truck and there was no like driving tests. And uh, so he just got this truck and he drove it. Some things that I heard that Jaime did to this truck were, uh, it used to be cold when he was driving around in the winter. So he tore up all of the floor over the engine so he could hold his feet over the engine for warmth. It's like Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My guy lived on the edge. He also in he put in. I guess That's so good. maybe they didn't have indi- they didn't have any indicators of any time. So he carved out of wood two little hands that he could like use on a little rope pulley to indicate oh where he was going. But despite that, that safety measure, he crashed the van yeah. and he went blind in one eye. And because he was blind in one eye, he couldn't fight in the war. No depth perception. Per- Depth no depth perception. perception. <laughs> yeah. No depth perception. So instead, he was sent to Coventry, where I believe he worked in a. Which is worse than going to. <laughs> worse than what? You're not a hero if you've gone to Coventry. <laughs> yeah. He moved. Lived. He worked in like a, um, I think like a munitions factory, but certainly some kind of factory. And when he was there, he met Gus, who was my grandmother's father. And I guess he was living in some kind of dorm or something. And Gus was like, come live in my house. We're buddies. We work together. You're a 25, nearly 30-year-old man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an older guy. Like, I have a family. Come live in my spare room. We're all doing the war effort. He took Gus's hospitality, went to their house, and then knocked up their, I want to say, 16-year-old daughter. Stop that. Yeah. They weren't married or dating they or anything? They weren't married. They weren't dating. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. But so he really, I, when he said, help yourself to anything, he, he, totally, he was in the fridge. He was in the fridge. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Imagine going to insane. stay at someone's house and then that's insane. Knocking up their teenage daughter. Oh, my God. But what I will say is I think there was a period where Jaime then went off and Mary had to like deal with having this baby and very unclear what happened in that like interim period. But then Jaime did go back and then Jaime and Mary were actually married for the rest of their lives. And who's the baby? Your dad? The baby is my dad's eldest brother. Okay. And then they had two more sons, seven years in between each of them. Big accident vibes, all of them. Yeah. Very much cock family energy in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. distance. Um, yeah, that was... But but Jaime, the thing I like about Jaime, big innovator. This every story with Jaime is like Jaime getting a getting a little chancer thing. And my favorite Jaime story is because he was blind in one eye, and he had bad short vision and bad long vision in the other eye, bad eyes. <laughs> he had designed for him, or he like part designed a pair of glasses which looked like a normal pair of glasses. Oh On yes. one side there was a long vision lens and then you could turn the whole pair of glasses around and fold it the other way and there was a short 
a close-up lens. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? That's really, really cool. So essentially you use the blind eye for storage yeah. as the one that you're yeah. not using. That's yeah. innovation. Yeah, I like an amazing shopping channel level product for a one-eyed person. That's incredible. Yeah. It meets its market well, but its market is not very big. It it requires so such a perfect storm of eye conditions that I don't know how scalable yeah. this is. But it is very, very cool. It could be like a Spy Kids gadget. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It's very, very cool. So are you, I still am not over the fact that he just he, he was like, welcome to my home. It's crazy, isn't it? Can you even imagine? And I think they maybe all got on kind of fine with each other for the rest of their lives. Like, I, I, I didn't no hear they had bad relationships. Yeah. But uh, a, a 16-year-old. It's when you hear things like that in your family, I'm always like, mm, a, you know what I mean? It's like people will be like, a different time. And it's like, I do not believe a different time. No. But also, it's, it is gone now. I they are, this, they're dead. This podcast is about retroactively canceling people. Let's it? cancel everyone. Jaime's <laughs> gone. Are we getting Rycock on anything? Or he was kind of fine. He was a oh, fine Oh, no. Dude. He was a cheater. He had a wandering eye. Wandering <laughs> eye? Wandering <laughs> eye? How do you say it? Oh, uh, yeah, wandering eye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe a wandering eye. Too. Wandering eye? <laughs> he had a wandering eye. Oh, oh, yeah. I remember one of the most tragic stories. Again, my grandma loves talking about this stuff. So she's like, um, one of the stories is... Um, she was once flying on an airplane and, it was, and, a, and an air hostess came up to her and was like, you know, fucking your husband. <gasps> and then to which the, my, my, my grandmother looked at her and says, but he's coming home to me. Wow. Vicious. Vicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flying truly did used to be more glamorous. Oh, my God. You could smoke. Yeah. That changed the game. Yeah. Everyone just. I remember. Do you remember when you could smoke? I remember when on an airplane. Yeah, my mom was a smoker. She, we would be flying, and she'd be like BRB, and she'd just go in the back and smoke a cig. I don't feel like I remember it, but maybe there was was a time when I remember that, like the the smoking signs would be on or off, or like something about them would be off, or like there was more of a reason that they were there at all. They were there at all. Yeah. Whereas now it is a weird hangover that there's a smoking sign on a plane. Yeah. That's now they really have to be like, don't vape in the toilets. That's the main thing on every plane. They're like, don't vape. We know if you vape, don't vape in the toilets. <laughs> but it's so cool. Yeah. But vaping is so cool. I know. I know. I mean, we've talked about this before, but I never thought I'd spend so much of my adult life being like, please vape to people I'm dating rather than smoking. Obviously not if they don't smoke. That would be crazy. So please funny. vape. It's just so cool. That is so Yeah, my funny. whole adult life being like, vape instead, please. Please. That is so funny. Do you think it is more acceptable to vape inside than to smoke inside? I don't think it's acceptable to vape ever, period. Vaping vaping is lame. It's true. Okay. Vaping is so lame. I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree. But people do feel like they're allowed to vape inside all the time. Well, yeah, because I guess it's not as unpleasant. And, as, and um, like the, sm- the smell isn't un- as unpleasant. And also it doesn't like stay the way that cigarette smell stays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in your hair and stuff. I've never, I don't like, again, another grandpa story, but not that grandpa, because I don't think Jaime smoked. But my other grandpa on the other side, Patrick, Pat, um, was a really, really big smoker. And when I was a child, I like loved, I loved the smell of it like on him. Like I just loved how he smelled and he smelled like cigarettes. And he also, he would roll, you never ever see anyone do this, even people who roll their own cigarettes. He had a little case. Have you ever seen these? And you would put, um, the tobacco into a into the middle of the case and then you would like lick the paper and put the paper in and then you would close the case and it would roll your cigarette for you. That's really cool. Yeah, and that, I thought that was the most exciting gadget yeah. I've ever seen when Sounds I was like a child. Sounds like an invention. Fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Can I ask about Jaime? 
please. So I'm assuming that Jaime's wife, what's her name? Mary. Mary was not Jewish. Mary was not Jewish. Was Jaime practicing Judaism? Well, this is an interesting question. So uh, Jaime, Jaime Dinkin, very Jewish, grew up in the East End. Yeah. Um, pr- super practicing, like almost, not orthodox, but like conservative. Right. Um, cu- culturally super conservative, religious. As Jaime got older, I mean, I heard Jaime say he didn't believe in God, <gasps> but he lived in a Jewish old age home till he died and he participated in Jewish I things. heard Jaime say he didn't believe in God is maybe merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Jaime say he didn't believe in God and I don't think it troubled Jaime at all. Like, I think he could be like both a practicing Jewish person yeah. and not believe in God. And he in absolutely no way connected those two things. Yeah. The story I would always hear from my dad about his dad uh, was that you would like sit down to dinner and he like loved to debate. He just like wanted to like argue all the time. And um, he would like start arguing one side and you would like really passionately argue against him. And then by the end of the conversation, he would have like argued you round. So you were arguing the other side. That's so so cool. he kind of didn't care which side he was arguing. He just loved to argue. Okay, but what I'm hearing is he's so convincing yeah. that he would have convinced the guy whose house he moved in and that was his idea yeah, yeah, for yeah. him to knock yeah, up Yeah, maybe that's why they were all fine. They were just like, oh yeah, this was, yeah, you yeah. set this up. I could believe it. This episode of Family Jewels was produced by our nephew, Andrew White, in the fantastic Trusty Hog Studio. I've been your one fun cousin, Charlie Dinkin. And I've been your dad's brother, who's still living in the basement, but promises he's leaving any day now, Olga Koch. <laughs> like, subscribe, share, and talk about us at your next family reunion. And if you have any family stories, secrets, or skeletons that you want to share, DM us on Instagram. Or leave them to us in your will. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.